You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Let's just, let's just, let's just do roll. It. Let's roll, roll with this thing. Roll, roll, Let's do roll, it, man. Roll out. You're listening to the Work For It podcast live at five right oh, here on the Bakery Network. Coming at you. Today's the day. Today's the time is the now. Day. Don't Ben Jammin Butler. Chance. How you doing, man? You doing I, all right? I'm doing really good. Yeah. How about yourself? Uh, yeah. I we, Ben and I were texting right before. We got on here to record the podcast, and he told me he was over at Woodcraft. Ah, yes. Woodcraft I didn't is, know you had uh, a local Woodcraft near you. We do. Um, I've gotten to, be, gotten to be friendly with the owner as well. Those are all uh, independent. not a bad business connection. Yeah, not at all. Apparently, according to him, the Woodcraft store in Boise, Idaho, is the top-grossing Woodcraft store makes the most money out of any store in the whole country for the past like two or three years running. I've got a theory on that. I'd love to hear it. Mormon. There's nothing else to do in Boise <laughs> yeah. than go to Woodcraft. Bing. 
<laughs> oh, and grilled Get potatoes. Manna, you guys can do dinner. that too. <laughs> You've got three options. You can um, yeah. stare at the snow. You can go to Woodcraft, or you grow can grow potatoes. Potatoes. One of the three. You know, yeah. Well, I think you're right to an extent for sure. Um, but it's amazing. Like I'll be in there, and I don't know. I'm there you know, handful of times a month. And it is not rare to see somebody come in there and they're picking up an entire wood shop's worth of tools, you know, saw so stop, give, table give me saw. A, yeah. Give me a breakdown. So what does that mean? Like planer jointer. Okay. Yeah. Planer jointer, table saw, uh, some Festool stuff thrown in, you know, uh, orbital sanders. In probably, your mind, what's the guesstimate? amount of money what are we talking eight ten, grand ten eight grand to, yeah i'd say eight to ten k people are throwing down ten grand at a time just to yeah get in wow All i don't right. get it you know it. it's crazy um right now it is so incredibly everything in like in boise has exploded so fast that like okay everything's brand spanking new here it's kind of weird it's it's a really weird phenomenon i i I notice it a lot when i go back east to visit you know home or wherever because stuff back there has been around forever you know there's there's parts of boise where that's the case you know downtown they've done a pretty damn good job of making downtown home hometown feel uh you know, have a hometown feel and that kind of thing. And there are some parts of Boise that, you know, they've got the classic appeal, but I'm telling you, it is just, it's growing so fast and there are so many people seemingly with money moving in that you can't keep up with the change. It's just unbelievable. So, and, and I think with that, comes the possibility of side hustle business and you know and woodworking is a pretty you know fairly easy way to to earn some cash um so i think there's a lot of people getting into it i i notice more and more on facebook and other places you know here's a 20 something year old couple advertising that they're they're making farmhouse you know furniture for 200 bucks for a kitchen table or some crazy shit like that you know killing the rest of us can't even buy the lumber for that now no it's i was in home i was in home depot what two yesterday no day before yesterday yeah i walked past the two by four rack and i was like man what's what's the price there i was like uh it's almost eight dollars a stick for a two by four eight foot we're almost to nine and a half now and and by the way these are like grade b yeah, oh you know, yeah. Twisted, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, how is when it, you see all these people like building houses and stuff or renovating? It's got to add like forty percent onto Easily. the cost of doing any kind of construction or any kind of furniture building. I don't know how this is sustainable, I, but every person that I've been in touch with, uh, I've gotten a, a rash of inquiries about dining room tables, which. I'm not sad about they're you know they're a fairly easy way to earn a buck. A table's a fairly easy thing to build, but I'm I'm having to explain to everybody like, look, this is higher than I want it to be. I know it's higher than you want it to be, but 
at the price of lumber right now, there's literally no way I can do it any cheaper. You know, yeah, it's not worth yeah. my time at some point. But I, I don't know. You hear mixed predictions. It's, I would say it's about fifty fifty right now. Half the half the quote experts are saying it's never going to come down. You know, or not not markedly anyway. That it's going to now trend higher. And that we were paying too little for it to begin with, and and it'll level out higher than than it was before. Who's and making the other that call? Saying, I mean, if the market was at, I mean, it's basic economics. I mean, yeah. so if we were charging three ninety five for a four by eight or a yeah. uh, two by four, and then now it's twice that price. Why back seven months ago, eight months ago? didn't this occur you know it doesn't make yeah. sense to me like if you're saying like I, oh we weren't paying it. enough already like the what, shit what, literally grows some on subsidy or something that we, yeah we don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean was there a subsidy we don't know about because i don't think there no. is uh, you know and oh and, and by the way i ran into that youtube channel that you were telling me about the yeah. wood report you're Crazy. right it's freaking like boring as all get out yeah. however the host she's pretty good like she's yeah. like yeah Pretty Not entertaining, that. you know, for what she's the information she's giving out. It's yeah. like she's she's got it under wraps. Uh, I like that a little bit. Never would I, watch the channel though. I can't. Right. It's mind no numbing, way. But, well, yeah. Um, you know, I it kills me because people are just you know people say, oh, it's it's as high it's it's that high because it can be right. People figured out they can get that much for it, so they're charging that way. Mm. Like that shit doesn't just fucking happen. I'm sorry, no. it doesn't. We're in a bloated market because of all the uh, stimulus money. So yeah. like what you're going to see is eventually all that money's going to run out, you know? So like yep. all these people getting these checks and everything else, all that's going to kind of, you know, over time will eventually go back to normal. Hopefully people go and get better paying jobs or not taking unemployment or whatever. Yeah. And then something's going to have to rebalance itself because yeah employers aren't going to be able to pay their employees 40% more just nope. because COVID is over like yeah. that. I don't see, unless of course I'm a complete moron and but, have no understanding of how economics works at all, but I just well, don't see how that's sustainable right now. It doesn't work. It's standpoint. so flipped on its fucking head that it, yeah. it's kind of, it's crazy. It's going to be a correction, right? I mean, there, there'll be a correction in some way and then yeah. there'll be, it, we'll you know, probably overcorrect over and then yeah. and then it'll and then it'll kind of level out that's what i'm yeah thinking. it's weird it 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 yeah I, the lingering effects i i have made the comment a handful of times or more probably that i would love to there, there's no feasible way to do it but can you imagine if you were able to to literally add up the cost of covid Right. So not oh just God, like, yeah. oh, earned earned income potential or, you know, some of the standard metrics, but even something as silly as uh, when I coached YMCA basketball. Right. I had to take my freaking ID and they scan my ID in and then every adult that came in had to have an ID so they could, quote, do contract contact tracing in case they had an outbreak that was, you know, targeted back to the mm. YMCA. Yeah, make, it makes sense. It makes, makes a lot sense. Of sense. My point, though, in thinking about it, is somewhere, probably at multiple levels up that food chain, right? A lot of people spend a lot of fucking time thinking about 
planning for and determining that every YMCA in the country needs to, you know, check IDs and do contact right. yeah, tracing so like, and all that. What's so the like cost of cost. just that one action yeah. alone? Yeah. And then you'd add that times, you know, a million for all the different right. small businesses that are out and there. No, you're right. It's a huge ticket. And everything else. Huge. Like if you start, you start just adding up the time, you know, at an average uh, hourly wage, it's got to be mind-numbing the amount of, of lost time that has been spent on, you know, wear your mask policies. It's just unbelievable to me. Yeah, well, we'll never I mean, know. If you, but... look at, if you look at business in general, you see the, you know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of businesses failed during this time. Yeah. And went out of business. But then you've got all these other businesses popping up. So you've had the yeah, different that different levels of yeah, there or or businesses uh pivoting away yep. from conventional. I mean, we've done I mean, I would imagine that we've done um a a lot of good for the environment because now you're yeah. not having these people commute as much. If you're working in yeah. a, in an office environment, you don't necessarily have to go to an office anymore. I mean, think about just the impact of the carbon Man. emissions alone, uh, yep. you know, I'm sure it's offset somewhere else, but I think we've sure. done some pretty <clears throat> major good changes too, not just the negative. Yeah. So I'm hoping a lot of that sticks because yeah. I can't even imagine like walking in, like if I were an office worker and I've been like at home for the last year oh, Lord, and right? I'm able to produce, if not better work than I was before without the you're cost happier, of a commercial your rental. quality of life's improved. Quality of life is better. You're walking your dog. You're having lunch on your own yeah. terms. You're doing your thing. And then, bang, COVID's over. Your boss says to you, yep. everybody come back to work. Oh, HR whoa, did away whoa, with the whoa. policy. Yep, sorry. Yeah. HR did sorry. away with it. We're no longer yep. in an emergency, and you can't you're need to come anymore. in. Fuck yeah, you, I that, quit. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. I, I truly I don't think people I, will put up with it. You're right. I know and I wouldn't. I, I think you're I'm absolutely I'm unemployable right. anyway, but I, I, no, I could never get a job I'm starting to think anywhere. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, case in point, my sister-in-law lives or lived in New York City, lived in Manhattan, right? Worked for Bank yep. of America. Works for, works for Bank of America still. And lived in Manhattan, you know, in a nice apartment that was not cheap. Um, and since COVID, the bank pretty much came out, uh, it was probably six months ago or more. And they basically said at that time, look, nobody's coming to the office until at least January of 2021. January came, it was another pushed it another six months, you know, like June, end of June is the earliest anybody's coming back to the office. And so there's a whole year there, right, where Bank of America literally said, we do not want any of our employees in our buildings, you know, unless it's like tell a teller or something uh, close sure. to the ground. So they picked up and moved out of Manhattan, you know, they're like, why the hell would we stay here? Yeah. And so for the past, I don't know, probably nine months, probably more like six to eight months, they've just been popping around. You know, staying wherever they feel like. They're in Tennessee for a month. It's probably cheaper than living in Manhattan. I'll tell you yeah. what. They can bounce around totally and not, you know, go cheaper. to Airbnbs or whatever. Yeah. We, we've had, so in our, what this is what is interesting about this is because I live in a neighborhood of 33 homes, which is kind yeah. of a small neighborhood for Florida. Yeah. So, like, if you can imagine uh, you drive into our neighborhood and there's only 33 houses, it's just like a big loop. Nice. Uh, 
so the market here exploded, just like in a lot of places that are yeah. not major metropolises, right? So you've got right. uh, or major metropolitan areas. That you know, these yeah. people are doing what your sister in law is doing. She's moving out, you know, getting out of these cities. Yep. So, uh, so a bunch of my neighbors, including the moron doctor that lived next to me that didn't believe in COVID. Oh, that guy put his house up for sale. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like. Do you know how much I could get for my house? I was just like, yeah, but you're going to have to buy another <laughs> yeah, house somewhere. Like, that's, like that's the, that's the problem, have you dude. thought this through? Are you moving and he's out like, of the area? If not, he's then not. It doesn't make sense. Oh, no. Oh, no. He didn't think this through at all, which, by the way, was, you know, it's great because we still stay in contact with them. They're like, we can't find a house. Yeah. There's nothing for sale that we could afford. Yes. I'm like, yeah, no shit. No you shit. should have stayed right where you were. You had a nice exactly. house. Anyway, so. The people to our one side, moving in from Manhattan, they're mm-hmm. New Yorkers. They're like blown away at how quiet it is, like in our neighborhood. Oh, it's yeah, just, it's like they can't get used to it. Um, and then probably three or four other houses in my neighborhood sold as well, like right around the same nice. time. L.A., New York, Chicago, they're yeah. all. It's the mass exodus of yep. these metropolitan areas, which. I don't know how much thought was put into their move either, because eventually uh, yeah. this is all going to end and you're going to go. Now I live in BFE, Florida. And right. You it's know, not I, convenient. It's yeah. Not there's it's, connected. Yeah, so. and, well, and that's Boise's at, at least if you're coming from the West, right. If you're coming from California or uh, places around the West, Boise's fairly decent, centrally located, you know, it's, our airport's built up enough now. Gosh, when I first came to Boise, it was it was about a, about the size of a regional airport. You know, it was it was a small ass little airport. But now that's gotten built up, and the amenities are starting to build up to where, you know, even if you've got to pop back to the office, I've met several people that do just that. They pop back to the office one week out of the month, right? So the agreement or whatever they made was that, you know, we're moving to Boise for quality of life or whatever the hell it is, but I'll come spend a week, one week a month here in, you know, sure. LA or My wherever the does hell that. it is. And, yeah. She, she flies to, um, she works for Amazon. So mm-hmm. she, where does she fly to? I don't even know. She, she flies to some Undercover rural bunker, uh, mid, mid West, <laughs> uh, Amazon warehouse. Oh yeah. Like once a month. I don't know. There's like some big hub there. Yeah, they got a big old near Chicago. There, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, you fly all the way there, like and she spends like ten days there and then comes home. Yeah. Just blew my mind that people would do that. I it mean does. it's just a lot of flying. And I've and always so can't I've never um that. I've never known somebody well enough that does that to to pry into the you know, their feelings on it, but I don't know. I I've um I've worked teleworked my whole career. You know, every no job kidding. I've ever had except for in the trades. I've That's why you look been so able young. To, to telework. Yeah, I've had it pretty damn You haven't easy. had to go into an office and deal with the <laughs> no. office politics and everything. Else. I mean, I have at times, right? Like I've spent I think the longest I've ever spent going into an office was about a year. Uh, but for the most part even during that time, uh, you know, one or two days a week, I'd work from home. And so, but I've always wondered, like those folks that go and do a whole week or 10 days, 
is it worth it? Like, or is it just a company is. thing she's, that the company wants yeah, to feel she's good? She's looking for or, work. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she. it's worth it because she's looking for work to try to get out of it. I, I know she's yeah. got like four kids and stuff, so she has to leave the entire family and everything. Oh, it's a big man. deal to do it. Yeah. But, uh, it but hey, I wanted to, I wanted to yeah. kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about it. a couple of projects I've got going on. Yeah, um, let's hear I don't know it, if you've I'll been you watching my social too. media. <laughs> I have. Been I haven't been to posting, like, but I've been watching, creeping. Yeah. Your your content is like a little bit more produced, so you you know I'm trying to do stuff like that where I'm like actually editing my content. Yeah. I'm shooting. See, all I'm trying in vertical to get towards you. Phone. I'm trying to get closer. Well, maybe to we you. need to meet in the middle. I mean, I think I that's what's key here because We're like the, the one of the posts. Yeah, yeah. One of the posts I posted uh, was the dust collection, the modular dust collection with the with the magnet. Yep. Five thousand views on Instagram, which Bang. for me that's a big that's a yep. big number of people. For anybody, watching. that's a big number now. Let me tell you how many followers I got from that. This is gonna blow your mind. I got nine followers from Woo! that. So five thousand views. I'll tell you what, dude. Garnered nine for me. <laughs> it's un- <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable how difficult it is to achieve followership on Instagram. Or maybe I'm just an idiot, but I can't seem to I'm sorry, find the like, groove. I I I get what they're trying to do, and I get that they're trying to flatten. People are this watching. Curve. That's what I don't get. They're not hitting the follow button. They watch it, and it then just, they don't. They don't but, care. But where's also, the loyalty, like, people? Where Instagram is Instagram? Isn't um, you know we used like I I've said before on the on the show right like we used to bitch and complain that our followers weren't seeing our posts because Instagram was shoving it in all the faces of new people. Right. Which makes sense. When in reality, it's like, that's, that's why we grew so fast is because Instagram continually shoved it in people's faces. And I don't think it's doing, doing that anymore. Or maybe it's just competition. Maybe you've got more content out there. That's, that's, you know, diluting the algorithm. Yeah, that well could be, um, you know, two, three years ago, everybody and their brother wanted to be a content creator. Um, and, but there wasn't that many of us arguably, right. That were in that group. And so now as more and more people, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fruit rotting on the vine still, right. There are people who, well, like I've done for the past two or three weeks, just aren't posting. You know, they're sitting there with 10K plus followers and not doing dick all about it. Um, okay, yeah. So I wonder how that affects things, right? Or skews numbers by Instagram. Um, but they also came out, it's probably about a year ago now, they also came out and made a pretty clear stance on um, oh, what was it called? Like the organic discoverability um, rating or whatever. So the, the idea being that, uh, when you post to any social network, we'll just call it X, you post to X, um, early on Instagram would, would boost that. They, they were trying to help you quite a bit by, uh, the discovery page or the discover page, you know, you could hit there, you could trend on a hashtag. Um, uh, there were a number of different ways where Instagram was sort of the pipeline. And if you figured out how to tap into the pipeline, right, your content would flow out to lots of people and it would do it repeatedly, right? So 
you would get 5,000 views on a video. And then tomorrow you'd also get 5,000 views on a video and maybe 70 to 80% of those views were common, right? It was the same people multiple days. I think okay. when they that saw- That doesn't happen anymore. I don't, that's not happening. Um, yeah, in fact, it's not the same people seeing the no. video again. They, it's yeah. like they get it one time in their feed and it's gone. Yeah. And Instagram, I read somewhere that uh, two or three years ago, Instagram's sort of like organic discoverability rating or ranking or whatever was, it was like 35 to 45%. So Instagram would give you that push, right? So, and today it's like, three to five percent or whatever so they've they've just eliminated that support system to push your shit out so so it has to happen all organically all organically like with people sharing and liking and yeah somebody has to maybe search exactly for a hashtag that you use or uh a friend sends you a post or you know, if you think about some of the mundane ways that, you know, that it happens organically, it ain't, it's never going to come back. Um, Have you seen, uh, you know who Dusty Lumberco is? Yeah, I don't know his man. Name, but he posts he like just six hit 300, times a day. Yeah, 300,000 followers yep. Yep. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Super inspiring. But he he's is. always doing these projects. You know he's he's yeah. consistently pumping out good content because he's, he's a working production on furniture maker. You know, and yeah. and how and, does he uh, have the time, Ben? I don't look at I don't the, look at his posts and still make all that shit that he makes. Because legit, he posts six times a day. Legit. Oh my god! Like, and that's why insane. he has three hundred thousand followers. I mean, I I'm posting. Here's it. my algorithm. Here's in my head. I'm posting one time a day. I'm trying to do video on Instagram one time a day. Yep. I'm trying to do it like, you know, either a valued tip or something along those lines. Uh, it's not getting me any movement at all as far no. as followers go. Although views, I will say reels are taking off like, I, you know, I'm getting three yep. to five to ten thousand views on reels. Nice. Um, they don't garner any followership at all. It's just like a reel. Yeah. Somebody watches it and they flip through kind of like TikTok. Then yep. you've got um, just the one minute or under videos that I do, just like the square videos that'll yep. come up in the Those feed. Those are great. If I do it at 59 seconds or less, I can get it in the feed and it, you know, first yeah. and last, it usually gets shown. Yep. Then I do what's called IGTV in a vertical format. And that vertical format, I, I can go 10 minutes. I can go 20 yeah, minutes. I can go, go an hour on time, that or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those, as long as I'm concise and I'm editing them, the, you know, those are getting five to 10,000 views depending on You're what they are. It, brother. Yeah. I am, but I also feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I'm trying Here's my to do theory. what I can, but it's just. My, it's my theory is that we care too much about the quality of our content, right? Instagram. I know, but that's like is, the only thing that keeps the retention, I think. I th- because I well, think Instagram is using retention now yeah. as a means to understand what content they should push because like yeah. the dust collector video by far was it 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 snowballed. I I I watched it. It was like I put my phone down and I picked my phone up and there would be like another hundred notifications from Instagram. And it was yeah. because people were. It was like around a minute, but it was like people were watching it almost all the way through. And I held yeah. their attention. 
So yeah. you can see the metric and see like, okay, what if Instagram you did this? thought it was good content. So what if you did this though? For, take a take a tip from Dusty Lumber, Dusty Pecker, and um, break your one minute post up into four, you know, fifteen second yeah. posts, sure. and post them throughout the day. I I'd just be curious, you know, because um, there's there's a, there's a number of ways to get retention, right? And that's have one one minute long video that a lot of people watch and watch all the way, or you have a bunch of 15, 20 second things that, you know, people catch three quarters of or whatever. I, I don't know. I, it'd be an interesting look. I, I think yeah. the way TikTok has moved the pendulum, you know, folks are looking for that. Just, they don't give a shit what content it is. They're just, yeah. Something to put they their thumb on and swipe, you know? Yeah. And they want it to be entertaining. I, yeah. I, I, here's, comedians. I, here's I see more comedians taken off in oh, my yeah. feed. And I think that's just, that's a sign of the times. It's, and I think this goes back to retention. Again, I have to, I have to keep thinking in terms of if I was an advertiser, were an advertiser, what would I want to, yeah. Uses my metric, and I keep going back to, you know, the if the same person, if, if the one content creator is creating a piece of content uh, every single day that garners, let's just say, one minute of retention mm-hmm. of ten thousand people, the value of that is huge to huge. Uh, to a marketer because they're they're going to say, well, you have all these guys working in their workshops and they're buying tools or and they're using your yeah. feed as entertainment. Now I can see how where that value is coming from. We plug into that. Yeah, yeah, I think my biggest issue is, and I I I realized this when I was finishing this knife that I was making, was Mm -hmm. that I wasn't doing things from a project standpoint. I was just like giving tips, like I'm doing like I've done that for three years. I I mean, that's exactly what I've done, and I don't. yeah. I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm spinning my wheels because the, yeah. the minute I decide like, okay, I'm going to show this blade that I'm working on and I'm going to give a tip based on that project and I'm going to, and I'm just going to just talk about that one thing. All of a sudden it became, it was almost like a key in a lock. It unlocked yeah. this, this viewership. And then it, it's hard to explain, but I think that that's kind of where you need to go. You have yeah. to basically choose a project and then document the living shit out of it by, br- and then also bring value yep. to that. I think you're right. And the there's guys time. that have proven that to me. Uh, Bent's woodworking, Jason Bent is phenomenal at bringing you, you know, bringing you along for the ride in a project. Like, and where to does me, he do it? Is it stories or so. is it like stories. Instagram? It's stories. Okay. He's, you know, there are guys, Carpenter 1-3, prime example. Um, okay. He, he, this guy is a tips and tricks maniac, right? Probably the best finished carpenter I've ever seen. And I've never seen his work. Um, he has more <laughs> jigs and cr- just awesome shit. I was looking at his feed the other night. Um, he does, you know, a case of stories a day. I mean, his, he's all the way across the top of your phone, you know, just fucking loaded up on stories and he maybe makes one post a month. 
a month he makes one okay, post so a month. Let me let me deconstruct what you just said. So he's crushing it as far as stories go. Like yeah. he's just creating he's at, stories that are like t- 10 minutes long and, and he's breaking at, them up. And it's like here's how you build this jig or here's how I'm, you know, setting up my Milwaukee packout system or you know, uh whatever it whatever he's working on that day, here's my start of my day. Sure. This is what I got going on, you know. So he walks so you then, through his day and then gives you all his other tips and tricks along the way. But as far as like feed posts, like regular posts, like once a month. Once a month. And, yeah, how, and how many, how, what are we talking about followers on this guy? 20, he said it's carp- 24.6K. 24, almost 25,000. Yep. So he's crushing. See, I don't do stories and I don't know I don't, why I don't do them. So, I, and, I just so should. this Bent, Bent. Uh, Jason Bent, I've heard him a number of times. You know, he says, I post to keep my account sustainable. And he's like, but I know that my true fans are following me in stories, right? If okay. if you give a shit enough about what I'm doing, you're going to check out my stories. And I even I think about the way I use Instagram, right? Anymore? I would say 90 some percent of the time I open Instagram, I'm going right to stories. No kidding. Because I can See, I don't put it on it and leave it sit like a podcast, right? I gotcha. I gotcha. Or I'll, I'll airplay And what's your favorite my... content in stories? Is it like when people are talking and telling you about what they're working on? I would say that's it. But, but that can get painful too, right? Like bent at times, it's like, he's taken you so deep into his decision process and it's so different from the way I work. Right. Like I'm sort of instantaneous. I don't, I'm not going to sit there for two days and consider whether I should use a round over or a chamfer. You know, <laughs> I'm just not going to yes, yes. do that. I'm going to fucking cut it and move but on. He does that. Oh, he'll, yeah. Painfully. You know, what do you guys think? And then let's put a poll up and, to me, it's almost like, is this is this real or are you fishing us all along? You know, you can't the lines get blurry. You know, like uh-huh. are, are well, you? That's a success in my head. Yeah, I mean, if, you, oh, if you're getting really this many eyes on you, so does he? Yeah. Okay, so what's his ultimate business goal? Does he make money doing this? Like, is he sponsored? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Okay. Yep. So he's sponsored Bits and Bits and, you know, uh, Festool. He's sponsored by Festool. He's got a number of pretty good named uh, sponsors. And I've chatted with Jason quite a bit. And uh, he actually says he makes uh, the vast majority of his money off of affiliate links. No kidding. People buying stuff through Amazon or whatever. Yeah, Amazon, and then he's also got affiliate links through like Tools Today and other, you know, he's got other um, other arrangements made. I was just looking to see who is. So Harvey Woodworking, which is one of mine. And how are you getting to these links? Is it like his link tree or something? Yeah, or interestingly enough, he's just got a website and he doesn't have okay. a link tree. Which which kind of surprised me when he said affiliate links because I'm like, you don't yeah how do you do you that don't with make a, you don't make a point of pointing that out you know like where's your ten yeah. percent off Harvey Woodworking well, he, code or whatever 
Does he have a know. YouTube channel? Yes. Yeah, he blew so up on YouTube. Where. And on YouTube, it's all project. It's either all project based or it's instructional. So it's it's like here's a lesson on how to make cabinets, or here's so a what's lesson his on, handle again? Carpenter. Oh no, this is bent. So this is B E N T B E N T S woodworking. Bent's woodworking. Jason Bent. Okay, I'm I'm typing it in here. Good guys. Uh, I think oh, yeah, he's, he's a, got 123,000 subs. A trainer uh, for the for the army. So he started on YouTube. Get this. He started on YouTube not more than a year and a half ago. No and kidding. And he's got 123,000 subs already. Blew up. Just blew up. blew up. But his day job, right, is a trainer for the military. Ah, <laughs> so his videos sense. are very much like military training videos, right? It's Okay. I see. Um, I'm looking at his descriptions now in his, in his YouTube, and I can see all of his affiliate links. So, yeah, so that, that makes sense. must be where he's raking in the money then. Yeah, not Instagram. He Instagram's the, just he's, fun. He's a man him. after my own heart. He's using a Canon 90D. I like yeah. that. It's a great you camera. Know. That's what I use. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's interesting how um, some folks are, are using stories as their content, full stop. You know, yeah. the posts are an afterthought. I recently stumbled across, I don't know how long it's been in, in the app. I'd, I've never seen anybody use it, but there's something called guides. Have you seen this? Is this in the um, the discovery? No, this uh, is in. Thing? If you're in, um, if you're in your profile, okay. There's and then so if you're in your profile and you press the plus button to add content, you get different options than you do if you're on the home home tab. Yes, right, and, and it, it tells you reels day, and IGTV yeah, and that all day that. I yeah. was looking for the fucking drafts, you know. Yep. That's when I saw it. So let me see. Let me pull it up so I can. <laughs> Just it's wild. what Ben's referring to. He's like messaging me, going, "Where did my drafts go?" And I Instagram? still haven't I'm fucking like, found it. How do I know this and you don't? But I, and I, I did. Know I, I and have, the reason I know it, I know because I, I lost drafts. them too. The IG okay. back end, the UI of IG is just it's Awful. it's crushing my soul. It's crushing my soul. I cannot navigate through there. So I go what to came up with this is just. I go to my profile, All I, put, I tap the plus, and Got now it. I get my options are post, story, story highlight, IGTV video, reel, or guide. Oh, if okay, I choose okay. guide, my options are now places, products, posts. Places, it says recommend places in your city and beyond. Product says recommend your favorite huh. products. And post says recommend posts you created or saved so let's just go to products right i go to products and now it takes me to a search screen with everybody i'm assuming that i follow that might have a store wow. i did not know this existed it's fucking, i'm here too i have the same like, thing i'm going man so i started playing around with it and i just i chose posts because i was like fuck It'd be really cool. And then, like, the UI is pretty cool. It almost looks like... Do you remember when iBooks Author came out? Yes, I had it on the Mac for a little while. 
and they had some sexy like science books templates. That's yep. almost what this looks like. So So by the way, I just I just chose you in products uh-huh. and I can I can recommend yeah, I've got the, some shit the in crew my store. boss and the yeah. initial attack wallet and the task force tote that you've come up with. Like I can recommend your products. Look at that. Yeah. But here's the thing. It doesn't go to your feed. I can't see any way. I cannot see any way to publish a guide other than sending somebody a direct link. Huh. Doesn't post to the feed. It doesn't. Um, so maybe this people is worthless. Don't get, <laughs> or, or it's futuring, right? Um, yeah. yeah I don't know. But future I, I development. Thought, like, man, IG. it'd be pretty badass, right? You put together. Um, uh, tips and tricks thing, you know, like, sure. or a how to, how to build furniture, how to build this plan, how to build the revolution or, uh, you know, whatever the hell it is yeah. and, and you'd yeah. have it all in there. It'd be a pain in the ever living dick to create it all on your iPhone, but <laughs> you know, it'd be pretty cool when it's done. That's true. <laughs> I'm like the, I pull in the old man where I take my glasses off and I'm like yeah. looking at my screen, like three Does inches away from my on face. The iPad, Sonny, I need a bigger uh, screen. Dexter, could you show me how to get to the guide <laughs> section of Instagram? I can't figure it out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But anyway. and, I, and I'm I'm just like yeah I'm an old guy now so now I'm complaining about stuff that old guys complain about like I can't get views on TikTok oh. and bullshit like that but anyways all right so going back to my that the yeah. whole social Sir, media platform reel stuff, it back <laughs> we got we we're taking it back in so I started doing that project I finished <laughs> we that knife and by the way we did I finished that knife that this is a a, a project yeah. that I've been working on for a while that uh, Buckeye Burl um, handle mm-hmm. on that butcher knife i ground it super thin it's like 0.04 um nice. at the uh at the spine 048 so it was like really Damn. really thin and then uh so i've a, a good friend of our family has been asking me for knives and i don't know if you remember me saying i don't sell that mm-hmm. many knives i just yep. like to give them away so uh the um i put it in the mail today to him he kept telling me like how much do you want for it and stuff like that? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't really sell that many knives. I'm like playing them along, I'm stringing them along. Right. And uh, it'll just show up at his house uh, nice. in Pennsylvania. And the and the cool part about it is, is I ch- I selected the wood for him because he's in Pennsylvania. This is Buckeye Burl. It's nice. uh, from Pennsylvania actually. And in nice. fact, the guy that I bought the wood from uh, went to high school with my wife, but they never knew each other. I found him on Instagram. It's so weird. I found him on Instagram and then they went to the same high school, but at a different time. So they're like in the same town. So I I put it in the mail and I sent it up to him. And then, um, so he'll get that. And, you know, I've had some instances with USPS where things don't make it. So I just insured the shit out of it. And if they, you know, they're going to be stroking me a big check if they lose it because I, man, I've sent some parts. This, I'm going to I'm going to uh, beef a bit uh, just a little bit for with the post office. But Do it. like I sent a freaking part to a guy and this is I just did it. Yeah. Because the one he's that you custom my, made. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it was just a simple thing. But it was like I needed to send it to him and, you know, whatever. No, no not that part. Not the laser cut part. Okay. This is a different part. This is just like a small little tracking mechanism thing. Uh-huh. And it's it was just in an envelope that like a, a padded envelope, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, no, there's very little value to it. It's steel, but it feels heavy, right? Because it's made yeah. out of half inch plate. Put a first class postage on it. I send it. He gets it, and someone clearly took a knife, opened the package, and removed no the steel shit. and the hardware from it. I what mean, the fuck? It, what are you gonna do with that? You can't do anything with that unless you're yeah. building a grinder, you assholes. Right. Like you know, and I, <laughs> now I'm sending him another one, and this one, of course, I insured oh, and everything else. And I'm just trying to help the guy out because he's, right. he's like an older guy. He's building the revolution, but he bought a secondhand kit from somebody who bought my first generation. Oh. So there's not a lot of like the, back then when we were selling them initially, the, we did, you know, sure. we didn't include tracking. There was like a couple of things. So he messaged me and he's just the sweetest, nicest guy. I'm like, look, I'll yeah. just send you the parts. I'm, right. I'm not I'm interested in the money. Just let me send them to you. And of course, yeah. some asshole. You know, at the post office, that, yeah, steals the karma, stuff. Huh? Oh my god! Unreal! I'm just so I, like, annoyed. I I don't understand. I mean, I I think some to some extent. I don't know. I've tried to filter my. I don't ship shit, right? Like right. I I don't. My interaction with the post office is minimal. You know, maybe a handful. I mean, I've got my Etsy shit, and that that most of my stuff there is digital downloads, and I'm happy camper, but. Like the volume of shipping that we do today compared to a year yeah. or even, you know, f- as much, much as higher. five years ago, it's much higher. So the chances of this shit happening are probably a, a bit greater. But some of this shit just seems really fucking twisted, you know, like cutting yeah. open an envelope and taking a piece oh, it of was metal shameless. out of there. Like, it was did shameless. they think it, it was a ring or like what? what What's the thought yeah. process? And they must have pulled it open, looked at it, and went, "What the fuck Bing! is this?" And then Tossed threw it, it away. And then, yeah. then, and and the best part, they delivered the envelope to him. Yeah, so that's he, what kills that, you, right? You might as well I, just throw the whole thing in the trash. I mean, yeah. you, you know, at that point, you cut it open, and right. it looked like it got ran over by a car too. By the way, yeah. the whole thing was like. Anyway, I don't want to complain. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Today's about positivity. Serenity I will say, now. Ser- we, serenity we, uh, now. A positive about the USPS. We got a new mailman recently, and fucking kid, he can't be 30, 32 years old. You know, he's just a young dude, which is very rare, I feel like, anymore. Yeah. That son of a bitch drops our mail off at 8 a.m. I love I it. I mean, it is like on the nose, 8 a.m., and I'm thinking, what the hell time does this guy start? He works for the oh, fucking they start government. Early. You know, oh yeah, like, they start early. They can go in at like six thirty and get their truck and stuff. Because because I think they stock everything up. My brother in law's a is a um, a mail carrier, yeah. and uh, yeah, he he works. You know, if if he can get his route done, then I think he's done for the day. So they try to get yeah. you know these guys hustle. They get their stuff done and they get Hell out. Oh yeah, for I the would day. too. But I and by the way, I love the post office. It's just sometimes they screw up and it annoys yeah. me and whatever else. But they definitely have some awesome deals. Like if you're trying to ship stuff really flat do. rate, you can put like a, a 50 pound piece of steel in a box. As long as you yep. secure it the right way, do you use um, typically run there? Do you use like pirate ship or any of those other uh, third party? I have, I have a two. I have, so Shopify has a back end shipping thing yeah, where okay. I can create yep. labels. And then I have a secondary system uh, uh, this it's really a lame name, but it's called Shippo, mm-hmm. and what that Heard does that. is it synchronizes with Shopify, and it allows me to create a second label. So Shopify okay. does this really stupid, annoying thing: if I ship you something through Shopify, 
I cannot create another label through the system for you. I you would have to order something again for me in order oh. for me to ship something to you. Okay. Yep. But Shippo it synchronizes the the orders and then I can just right click on your name through Shippo and say yep. send another product or send another label, yep. create yep. another label. And it, and then it, I could create a completely different label for a completely different product. It doesn't matter. I can do yeah. a box versus a padded envelope. I can so do it's ship more like DHL. a shipping manager, whereas yes. through your website, it's a it's a point of sale system kind Supposedly of. Supposedly, Shopify's you know it it just doesn't work the way I would hope to, it would have worked. You know, with yeah. the the way that they create their labels. However. If you're only shipping from one, if you're only shipping one product to one person at a time, then it works great. But like in right. my case, we create multiple packages for an order, but you're only purchasing one item. So, you know, Shopify goes, oh, you created a label for that product. It's fulfilled. Um, take a hike. Like you can't right. do it again. You know, so now I have this separate service. So it's a little yeah. bit convoluted, but it's not a big deal. It's it's fine. Yeah, I I like using that system, and um, and then uh, getting back to what I was saying about uh the projects in the workshop because I've been yeah I've been creating a couple of um basically I'm working internally trying to create uh, a video every week. So like yeah. uh, pushing out to YouTube and I created last week, another necessity because I was working on a prod project. I was finishing that knife uh, for Wayne. And then um, I don't know if you saw, but I, I posted a video called the soft platen. Uh -huh. And all that is is it's it's a backer like that goes onto your platen that's soft and then you put a piece of leather over it that adds additional layer of squishiness. Yep. And it's like a it's a big game changer when you're grinding something that you need if you're pushing up against hard carbon steel or even mild steel you're going to get yeah. a very distinct line. It's pattern, it's a very yeah. harsh yeah pattern. But with this soft platen you can run your blades over nice. it and you can tweak that thing. It's a lot more forgiving. Have you ever seen crubber it's, it's no like what's cork. crubber so crubber is cork and rubber combined it's like a rubberized or a rubber impregnated or something cork and, okay um i've seen a lot of guys will use it on their jaws of their like bench vice or woodworking oh, vice yeah, right yeah yeah okay so okay. you don't mar up a nice pretty piece of Makes wood sense. or whatever with your damn big old jaws I wonder if that ship would be probably badass for a soft. Oh yeah, as that well. sounds awesome. Yeah, I use like an old surface conditioning belt that broke as kind of okay. like the the soft part, but not everybody yeah. has that. In fact, a couple of people were messaging me. They're like, "I don't want to destroy a surface conditioning belt. It's like thirty bucks, you know, yeah. to, to make this thing." And I'm like, yeah. "Hey, uh, you know, you don't. You could just stack up leather if you wanted. You know, you can use yep. eight nine ounce leather and you know yep. put two or three layers of it, and it'll be just as soft." Leather can be a little lumpy at times, you know, like I, I've, too. so that would be the one thing probably to look out for. But I mean, the odds of getting a lumpy piece of leather are 
probably fairly slim and you'd know it right away just by running your hand across it you know and the other yeah, thing too like you ha- you have to take into consideration is you've got the backer of the belt kind of smoothing things out sure. too so yeah yeah you know it, you're there's a lot of room for error in this because you're you know you've got a lot of flat surfaces working together yeah so the the concept here and, and by the way i posted that video to um i utilized facebook I'm trying to cross post to Facebook and then yeah. generate views. I posted in a bladesmithing for beginners uh, Facebook group. It's got 140,000 members in there, and it generated probably like you know 2,000 views just from nice. that post, which was really nice. And it got yep. me a whole bunch of new subscribers because people did not know I even existed. Facebook, and much Facebook as I hate man. To say it. Much as but I hate then, to say it. oh, wait until you hear this. This is my, this is really funny. So. Yesterday, I posted a thing about using Loctite to seal up your compressed yeah. airlines. This is Love a it. foolproof Loctite yeah. 242. It's removable Loctite. You, you, if you warm it up just a little bit and you have multiple choices on how you want to do that, you can do it with like a hairdryer. You can do it with flame. You can do it with warm water, whatever. It loosens up. You can, you can get it to break free. It's not yeah. like typical Loctite. So I create this video of me demonstrating it. And of course... Even like on the YouTube videos, I get a ton of people who are positive about this and people who are like writing in going, I don't know who you are. I don't know anything about you. I've never watched any video on your your channel before, but this is brilliant. I've had a leak in this <laughs> thing for so long. I've tried Teflon tape. I've tried pipe dope. I've tried all these things and I can never get to seal. I use Loctite 242 one time. And it yep. sealed the, the sealed this thing up Boom. permanently. Boom, done. That's the and it's of one tip application. That's the tip you want. So I create this YouTube or I create a um, Instagram short. I create um, and I cross post it to Facebook. Of course, I get the plethora of guys, old school guys, going, going. Hey, uh, you know, if you would just learn how to use Teflon tape the correct oh, fuck way. Off. You would uh, never use Loctite on a brass fitting so because this makes sense. And I'm like, look, how look, does I'm one for- use Teflon tape incorrectly? I, I'd I love am to hear that. 44 years old. You put it on the ben. threads backwards. I have tried. Oh, it must be upside down. Every which way. Yeah, I have tried every which way to add Teflon tape to, uh, you know, if you're oh. running like 175 PSI, something like that, it never, ever ever works the first time i have to always yeah. back that thing out and redo it and wrap more tape well, and see, try I, again and blah 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 i, I hate it i, I hate teflon admit, tape like i've never i'll admit i've never been trained by a in the know professional on the usage thereof teflon tape but i don't know what i have always done is wrap it around what is it i wrap it clockwise is it figuring that if, if- save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're holding, if you're holding the, whatever the the device is in your hand, that's the the female or the male threading. 
You're going to want to wrap it counterclockwise so that the wrap yes, is okay. yep. the wrap sits, you know, so on that when top you screw it in, it doesn't just it doesn't unwrap mash it. it back out. Yeah, right. Other than that, I, is there is there anything else one should cor- be doing with it? This is how I read these comments. I read it like this: <laughs> If you know how to clean the threads properly and then wrap yeah. the Teflon tape around <laughs> it, you just need to know how to do it right. Here's my response to that. I would do it your way, but then we'd both yeah. be doing it wrong, and yeah. uh, we can't have that, can we? We'd because still need here's, this look, fucking pipe dope. There, I'm telling you right now, there is like a 70% failure rate whenever I do this, and I have yeah. tried it, and I've cleaned, and I've used acetone, and I've done oh, everything I, I can do, and then I've you know sealed it up. Here's what happens when you use Loctite 242. By the way, the amount of Loctite you need is very minimal, and in minimal. the video I've added... <laughs> you know, I was just like squeezing a, it on there yeah. willy-nilly. Of course, people are going, you're adding way too much. Oh, my God. Much. Oh, look at how so much, much Loctite. This is sh- Barbara. You, I can't believe you're Barbara, wasting all this. that Loctite. Listen, <laughs> yeah. there's no Loctite shortage, all right? The pop, the pipeline for Loctite has not been shut down. We are good to Make go. Make it every and day. <laughs> you add this, you add Loctite to these threads. You thread it on. And then you can take that thing. The second you put it on there, you could take that and throw it wherever you want. You don't have to mess with it. You don't have to heat it up. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to do anything. It's sealed. It's done. done. It's a done deal. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that isn't 28 million times easier than using Teflon tape. And Teflon Teflon tape is just a pain in the ass. Huge pain in the ass. Hands down. It goes bad, too. in the dick. And, yeah, it goes bad. And then also... Like you need three hands to put it onto a, a male end of a pipe, you know. It just, yep. yeah, I, yeah. Everybody, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. You want, you want a sealed pipe, yeah. and and here's the other thing. I use a lot of welding shielding gas, which costs a lot of money, argon yeah. and uh, like CO2. If I'm using, you know, if I leave my tank on, it could drain overnight. You know, if you don't oh, have, absolutely. if you have a leak, if you have a yeah. leak in the in the anywhere in your lines. Of- Red pipe dope is pretty fucking cheap insurance. It is. You I I can leave my tank on for days now and I don't have any leaks. You cannot convince me that I have not unlocked my uh, I'm telling you. Ben? Yeah, I gotta do do that. It takes no time at all. My compressor has had a leak for over a year now. And you know how I solved it? I, well, I put yeah, a, I know. I put a smart <laughs> put a smart outlet on it and set a timer for it to fucking turn off at ten o'clock at night, so I didn't hear it all night. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. I have a, I I mine doesn't have a leak anymore because I put a big ball valve on mine, so I just like oh, I just yeah. like I pull the whole thing and I and I mean it just shuts yeah. the whole system down. But if I forget to do it the next then, day, I come in and it, you know it could be drained or whatever. But yeah. that's because I have a. I have a blast cabinet that leaks and I got all this other stuff that's not right. It's not threaded. I can't, it, these are hose clamps. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, anyway, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just uh, switch gears real quick. So, all right. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing today. We're switching gears multiple it. times. We're remember last, updates. remember last week when I mentioned the easing, the work I was for just it, looking at that. Yep. I've been, okay. I've been playing away with it. All right, Sarah and I—we already got our first article. Nice. Someone someone wrote a full-on like no five-paragraph article already. Yes. Cool. Well, I, I am blown away at the response. Skeleton. 
Yeah, I'm I'm blown away at the response to this thing because uh, n- not only did uh, we get an audience response, we also Craig Lockwood is fully behind the project. Like he loves work it, he thinks it. it's a fan. Work for it, the so he work loves the for concept. It magazine, I love Sarah it. and I have discussed the best possible way to release this thing, and we think we know what we want to do. So we want to kind of release it like a blog, but yep. use a piece of software that still creates it and gives it the feel that it's still like you're following a magazine like you're flipping That's through pages. That's kind of what I've been looking at. Yeah. WordPress I think has a has a plugin for this. Yep. So we're going to we're going to develop it and we're going to just see where it goes. We're not going to make these really long. They're going to be like a month. Every month we're going to do one once a month and they're going to be like 5 to 6 pages or whatever. We're going to yep. break it down into four different sections. So we were thinking a tip of the month, like a, yep. like a quick tip for your workshop. We're going to do a featured artisan, and it could be yep. woodworking, knife making, metalworking, blacksmithing, whatever. Featured mm-hmm. maker, artisan. And then we're going to do the shout outs. So like the 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 nice. people who need follows. OK, so yep. like the you know, these uh, like we used to do back in the day, yeah. like, you yeah. know, recommend people that have like less than a thousand followers Perfect. and then like a list. Right. And then and then uh, the last one, we were kind of like throwing it around there, like just um, like a news from news from the uh, fr- from the front, whatever you want to call it, the maker yep. front where we just discuss like. You know, either you or I write the article or somebody on the community writes the article like this person, Jason Hope, he wrote an article for us and it's good. I mean, it's great. He's it's I was blown away that he took the time to do it. So, Jason, thank you so much. Awesome. And and then and then release it onto a website where you click on it and it flips through. Then we utilize these the the ability of the website to link back to, you know, YouTube videos, the tip of the week, and whoever writes the tip of the week, we you know we link back to their Instagram or their YouTube or yeah. whatever, and use this as kind of a resurgence of the old style e-zine mixed with yeah. a blog. By the way, it. I don't want a shit ton of advertising in this thing. No. Like, you know how when you pop up a blog now, it's like you're looking at oh, a recipe God. and there's like 80 Even million pop-ups. You can't like see what you're the actually most there for. well-known makers websites. Like what's his name from Covered. fix this, build that. Yeah, you open Brad. his fucking website and it's, it's got tampon yeah. ads and fucking, you name Those it. Those are specific ads. to you, by it's the way. Like, so I'm just yeah. telling you right well, now. You know, <laughs> <you've>, my search <laughs> history. <laughs> you've revealed some something really about yourself. <laughs> oh, it just when me, I go on Brad's like, website, all I see is like butt plug ads and stuff right. like that. I don't get I don't it. I'm not sure it. why. Uh, <laughs> ben, um, <laughs> this is uh, uh, unique. The cookies are, based are on following your history. you. I was, so all I, I was see looking. is brony content. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. brony stuff. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, twelve year olds. <laughs> ben can't. I, you should see Ben's face. He can't stay. Oh, he's looking at this flipbook. <laughs> <laughs> he's losing it. Oh, that's funny. So the thing that I was looking at on it's a WordPress uh, plugin. What's it called? It's called Flip book, 3D flip book yeah. is one. And what I'm worried about with that one, there was a couple I found. I'll, I'll send you some info, but 
I love the idea because I had that in my head too, is the idea, you know, most of the e-zines turned into, well, it kind of turned into just what we know as blogs today. Yes. A yes. blog used to just be, you went to a fucking page, you saw the latest article, there was right. maybe a, a link to the archive and that was it. Like. And no, like a header, maybe one header yeah. image of a sponsor for their yeah. blog. Not, now it's like cascading ads it's that a scroll with you. Yeah. And there's like videos popping up going, oh, hey, I noticed you're looking yeah. at your, this my taco recipe. And, you know, right. and it's just like, get out of here. I need it, to see the content. lost the idea of that magazine feel. And, and there are a few that, that sort of animate the page turns and stuff like that. And, um, yep. And which I love, by the way, as cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. Have you looked at it on mobile too? Because on mobile, it feels like you're flipping through a magazine. Yep. And and this really badass. I used to love Thrasher magazine. You know, all the like featured skaters. You'd walk. You know, you could look at everything that's going on with all the different stuff. I kind of want that same feel for the. And we were just thinking about calling the Work for It magazine or like. um, I don't know. We'll come up with a concept. We'll come up with a name for it, whatever. But yeah, um, I like Work for It magazine. I think it's cool. Or the Maker Zine. Or um, I'm pretty sure there's already like a Maker. Like Make has a magazine. Well, Make has a magazine, but um, it's just called Make Magazine. Yeah. But if you did Work for It magazine, I think that's pretty cool. And it's totally free. It's just a free yeah. thing that we do yep. and we'll push it out. And, uh, and you know, like I, I was just blown away that we got an article already. So that That's like, if great. you think about it in terms of you break it into five categories and you just give yeah. one small uh, one category to one person. And so you have five people yeah. involved. And then that person is only responsible for that one thing. And then bang, yep. it's over with. And then we and then we yep. give it to Sarah. She'll lay it out in a fancy way. Uh, yeah. She loves, loves she, when she heard the podcast and oh, I was nice. talking about it, she immediately came up to, she's like, I want to do this. I want to do the e-zine. I want to lay That's it out. Awesome. I want to, Yeah. So it was a ton of love cool it. energy came yeah. as a result of that brainstorming session. So that's why, again, I love doing the podcast because we yep. get all of that feedback that we would have normally never had. Like I have this concept for an e-zine. I'm just like, oh, Hey, you know. Yep. I immediately get a text from Craig. I get all the, you know, it's hey, great. no, you got to do that. Oh, man, this would be great, yeah. you know, and then I get an article and who would have thunk it, you know, that this would have gotten so well, much Well, it's a, it's a new, fresh idea, right? Um, it's an old, fresh idea. It's like yeah, I'm but bringing to me, this it's like, concept back. It's coming full circle to the Instagram conversation that we just had, right? Like, yeah, That's a good point, yeah. Uh, the Instagram's gotten to be such fucking old news. Like just the other day I heard on knife talk, you know, Craig mentioned, he's like, I, I use social media for the bare fucking minimum anymore. You know, like Instagram okay. for yeah. the bare minimum. He's like, I'm just, I, I can't, well, hell he got his account blocked or some shit, uh, locked Which out one? of it. Craig did his, uh, um, his chop knives account, account was, uh, he was locked out of it for like a week. I thought <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard, listened to that whole episode yet. Oh, this week yeah. is so busy for me. I have, I know. I've been um, like yesterday. I've been, I was just like, I was building a shelf and then I was uh, um, as soon as I was done with the shelf, I, I microwaved my lunch and then a truck showed up and I had to unload a truck yes. and I had, it's like, it was just like never ending. Con- and then I get right. home 
And I'm like, uh, I better drink an espresso or something because it's like 5.30 and I'm like falling asleep. I was so tired. <laughs> and by the way, it's hotter than Satan's butthole out here oh, right now in Florida. I saw that I mean, over there. It is, yeah. it is brutally hot here. I mean, it is, yep. and it's only, what, May, middle of May? And it's just like you step Oof. outside and it's like a sauna. So uh, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's getting to be the point where I just live inside now and do projects right. inside. So. Yeah, which is it's your, it's which is the winter. polar opposite of everybody up there because you guys yeah. are all doing what you're doing outside. We're loving it, man. It's supposed to hit yeah. 80 today here in Boise. It's beautiful. Well, beautiful. Get out there, enjoy it. So, all right. So, getting back to uh, real quick, what if mm-hmm. any projects do you have going on in your workshop, Ben? Several. I've got several. Well, that you're right. Like last show sparked a bunch of shit because I took off like a rocket and uh i've been flirting with the idea of plans you know and putting together plans for a while now and i finally did it bought a domain name made it happen can we go to can we go to the domain you can share the the, are you gonna share this with the audience yeah it's butlerbuilt.us i like that that uh i like it too i like it a lot. Very catchy. Actually, you're taking um, a page out of my book. I did totally. I was just gonna say that I'm ripping Short, you off a bit there. The because, .us, which I yeah. love. Yep. I tried and to it's, do and it rolls Butler off the built, tongue. I tried to do butlerbuilt.it. Butler built it. Ooh, but that's <laughs> taken. But you got to be a fucking Italian citizen to have a .it. Oh, it. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, are you shitting me? They tell how could that how can they do that? Weird. Dot it is just too fucking good, you know. So good. Oh, it's so many things that you could do it. <laughs> but right now, I can now, think of a few go, words right now. <laughs> right, right now, <laughs> right now. If you go to butlerbuilt dot us, it's just a plan. I'm, so it, hold on, Ben. I'm register. No, no. I'm registering hump dot it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> dot it. <laughs> hump it. What's your website? Fuck Just head over to humpit.com. Now. <laughs> Hump.it. Yes. Yeah, then you start adding forward slashes after the after the uh <laughs> prefix the suffix and man, look out. <laughs> look out. Look out. Oh, All right, so, so yeah. Okay, did, so uh, you're you're doing the plant because when you go to bet, uh, when you go to butlerbuilt.us, yeah, right now I've it's noticed just a it's a plant. Plan. Okay, yeah. so and this is working on. I'm working on the, the page, and okay. I'm working on. Actually, I'm I'm considering just moving to that Butler built away from the full Benjamin Butler Company shit, but not quite sure if I'm ready to do that jump yet. But the idea well, t- was, if I could give you my my two cents on the matter, I think you, if you can, and I'm pretty sure you can with your Google uh, back end. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, man. If you if you want to rent space on my, I mean, I'd give it to oh, you. I, I have yeah, a server a that you can, yeah. So you can run PHP on this thing uh, mm-hmm. and run SQL. You could do a WordPress back end yep. and set it up. I mean, it would be pretty simple. That's what I've been playing with, honestly. So right now, my Benjamin Butler company is pure, straight up HTML. Nothing, nothing fancy, nothing sexy. 
hosted through Google Cloud. Um, and it's so small, a footprint. So I, I use their, their cloud storage and uh, static web hosting through their cloud storage. And it's such a small footprint that I literally don't, haven't gotten a bill for three years. So it's a cheap way to host a website. But when you start getting in with plans and all this other kind of stuff. So I've actually now got uh, WordPress in Google Cloud. And I've been starting to build a little more infrastructure there. So I'm curious to see. I still think it'll be next to peanuts a month to host this way but oh yeah no i mean we 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 pay like 40 bucks a month and i can have mm -hmm. endless amounts of data on there yeah and it's just uh it's just a simple uh back end but it's got you know it's got the uh softaculous thing so you can install it's got cpanel so i can install whatever yeah i can manage most don't charge you like most cloud storage you know not like google drive cloud storage but like AWS or other cloud storage, at least what I've seen, they don't charge you much at all for storage. It's not until that data goes in motion that they yeah. start charging you, right? Yeah, then yeah. That's you when get they a, get you. But. You get a, a, a basically a window of how much data you can utilize at any given time. Yeah. And then if you go above that, there's, there's governors, like I can yep. set up on my clients' websites. Like if you go over 10,000, you know, gigs a month or whatever, you know, I'm going to throttle your data yeah. uh, and take your website down basically. And I had a yep. customer get their website hacked oh, and, man. um, and it was like, because she didn't want to update it and she didn't want to pay to have us update it and whatever else. So she got hacked and, um, I just took her website down. I'm like, sorry, yeah. your, your website sorry. is not secure and it's on my server and you're going to have to pay to rebuild have you, it. Um, have you ever thought of, um, of blending, your businesses and doing web development for makers. I hate it so much, Ben. I hate yeah, I web know. development. That's it, where it, I'm at too. <laughs> I've, I've dabbled want... a few times and I'm like, here's what I would this. say. I would probably say like, if I did that, I would design and develop a website all about tying a noose and then hang myself because right. it is absolutely the yeah. most, I, I, I did web development for so long initially when I started my tech company and I, I loved it. And then it became such a monster that it it was, it, I be, I learned to hate it real quick. So what I tell people now is like, look, if you want to develop a website and you don't have a ton of money, go to Wix, go to, um, uh, Squarespace, go, you know, go to these bigger uh, places and just pay monthly because you're going to save money by doing it that way. And you're going to be able to, control your own destiny um i mean look how stupid simple it is to set up a shopify account and start selling online i mean you can immediately like within probably a day you can have everything going for you and have the have a e-commerce solution where back i was one of the early developers of e-commerce and the like the guys that got in early the the first the first website get this the first website i developed was for a guy who ran a clothing company like that did tropical clothing like tommy bahama mm-hmm. he okay. was the guy who um uh made crocs famous you know the shoes oh crocs? shit yeah yeah okay uh <clears throat> i developed the website that sold the first pair of crocs uh, oh, nice. shoes and and all that so you're one, responsible for this terrible yeah, shop shoe trend. Yeah, right. In one <laughs> year, in one year, 
in, in, in the first year, I will say, in December, he did a half a million in revenue. Fuck me. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Well, can, so if you can imagine. Took off. I mean, it, they, they did. Fucking took off. And this guy was like a retail mogul. He understood it. He okay. worked for a major, I can't say who it is. It, he worked yeah. for a major retailer. Mm-hmm. And then he was an ex- upper level executive for a major retailer, like a place mm-hmm. you can walk in and buy stuff. Yep. And then left there and then came to Florida and bought a brick and mortar store, like a small one, so that yep. he could garner the rights to sell these different products online. Okay. This was way before all of these things were yeah, were yeah, yeah. popular, right? Before it was popular to sell shit on the internet, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's not he's a, a small fish but and he's in a small pond. So, he's you yeah. know, there's not yeah. that much competition. This guy's doing like 3-4 million a year in Man. revenue in his first year. And I helped develop Damn. and set up his entire system to make that happen. But that and, was uh, I learned a lot. And that was yeah, also it was, it before was fun, yeah. uh, before you could scale indefinitely in the cloud, I suppose, too. Right? Oh, yeah. This was like all today, not cloud-based. Yeah. Hook that fucker up and let her let her grow as it needs to. But then yeah. you got to manage the infrastructure. Fuck that. Interesting work. I learned a ton about Google advertising, like paying for Google ads. Yeah. I learned a, a ton about international shipping because we were doing international shipping at that time and, uh-huh. and um, you know, just, just managing an e-commerce store. The guy's got like 50 employees now. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, bet. Uh, but but it, it was funny was the brands that he initially started working with, they got so many orders from him, basically. Mm-hmm. Dro- he was drop shipping everything, basically. Yeah, that they were like, wait a minute, what is this guy doing? And then they took right. his, they basically took his model and, and replicated, replicated it. Yep. And they because they had more corporate dollars behind them, they were able to do it faster and more efficiently, and basically yeah. pushed him out of those brands. So they started Man. doing that on their own. This is like business one hundred and one, by the way, because it you, you nothing lasts. I mean, right. somebody's going to come along and do it better. So yep. you have to know, like, you have to keep pushing every single day. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Come up with better concepts, better brands. Be pivoting. Be switching it up. And if you can do that, you can stay in business. Yeah, that's the the focus. You're not going to take one thing and do it and make that your lifelong thing. It's, it's most likely yeah. going to shift at some point. And I learned that from him. That's that, that whole was, umbrella so. approach. And I, I'm starting to move towards that. I feel very small baby steps, but, um, look, just starting to look at, uh, being smarter about my, my online business setup, right? Like I've been getting a ton of, uh, a ton of inquiries about custom builds for the physical here in Boise. Somebody comes to my shop, we design a piece of furniture and I build it. That's, that's been going pretty damn well as, as well as I could probably ever want it to be, to go. I mean, that could probably tomorrow take off to where I could, I could easily just do that. Just do that. Probably uh, in all, in all actuality, the, the appeal with that, I, I think much like selling knives in some ways and maybe even a little bit better, right? If I sell a table or a piece of furniture, it's a, it's a several thousand dollar proposal, you know, or it's at least a thousand dollar proposal typically. 
And you look at how long does it take you to build a table? Well, if I had eight hours a day, probably about three days, you know, (laughs) like depending. So, so you can make some pretty good cash making, you know, physical furniture. But the other stuff that I've always been interested in is that, is that online sales and plans, I think are one way to do that. Um, I've been playing around with several different designs for mostly just jigs at this point. And so the first one was the, um, was this miter spline jig. And so if you've ever seen a picture frame, uh, a miter spline gets cut into the very corner of that miter and then you stick a piece of wood in there. So you're basically creating almost like a three layer plywood there on the corner so that that doesn't come apart. Well, then once I had built it, I built it, made the video of it. And then I was like, shit, I should make plans for this. This would be really easy to make plans. Well, three days later, after I got done dicking around, it's now a miter spine jig, a featherboard jig, and a tenoning jig, all three in one. So <laughs> you can uh, awesome. use the same premise, but turn it into three jigs. So I've been looking at that. And then also um, a few other simple table saw jigs. You know, a lot of times you don't need a miter gauge that can cut you know, infinite angles from one to net or zero to 90, you might just need 22 and a half or 45, you know, like those are very common. So why have a miter, uh, why have a miter jig or or a miter, um, bar? What am I trying to say? A miter, uh, like a gauge, a miter gauge. Yeah. A miter gauge. (laughs) Why have a miter gauge? that cuts all those fucking angles when people only use two of them. So I've been, been playing around with the idea of one that would be 45 on one end, 22 and a half on the other. So you just flip it around and you know, it's always going to be dead nuts, 45. There's no adjustment, no play, no nothing. And just simple little, little shit like that. Um, mostly just playing around and trying to get stuff up there, you know, just, Populating. I think that's the key is is to have multiple projects where you have digital downloads for people yeah. and then building community around those projects and what you're yeah. utilizing them for so that those are the people that are going to support your work. You know, there's a lot of yeah. people that won't support me on Patreon. Uh, they won't go mm-hmm. out and just like, sure, you know, uh, donate a dollar a month or five dollars a month or ten to $10 a month or whatever. But if I but release they, a set of plans or an upgrade or, or something, they'll go there and cause they feel like it's an exchange. They're going to get yeah. something for their money. And I, and appreciate I like that, that idea. Honestly, yeah. I, I really even if they're do. not going to use it, they may not use yeah. it. Like I get some yeah. guys that go, I'm never going to build this. I just wanted to support your work and, yep. uh, you know, buy into yeah. your, your system. Who did I just so. see? Oh, by the way, Ben, uh, I have that system that buy me a coffee. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen that buy me a coffee. Uh, somebody bought me a hundred dollars worth of coffees the other day. No shit, you're gonna be yeah. drinking. You'd be pissing a lot. Well, it's it's essentially <laughs> a virtual coffee. It's just like right. a dollar, right? So like yeah, they could buy yeah. whatever. But they, that's yeah, I was badass. Like, I get this notification on my phone, and by the, the way, we're person? talking about bad UIs. Yeah, it was just one person talking about bad UI. 
Yeah. Buy me a coffee is awful. Like you can't tell where the money came from. I have to go in oh, and really? I have to like dig. Oh, it's it's absolutely you can't terrible. Even thank the person? No, you can. You can write it, but you don't know who you're thanking. It's yeah, like it's like okay. you're typing back. It's like Patreon's back end. It's like you don't know. Oh, Patreon's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Like who? Yep. Div- like I go into Especially, my relationship manager, and it's terrible. They would make like, way more money if they could figure this out. Yeah. It's like two Especially, seconds worth of work. Patreon ha- always blew my mind because, like the the premise of Patreon is that it could be this place to build community with your biggest fans, right? So, but you can't talk to your should, fans. Through yeah, but you Patreon. can't talk to your it's fucking terrible. fans, and it's like, come on. Yeah, no. yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, recently, I know it sounds like no. a stupid rant, but that's the truth. No, it's you the cannot, truth. You cannot. And uh, basically, message people through Patreon and make it like a discourse. Right. It, it's it makes like, you look like an ass, and that, it really does. I think that's, oh, that's, oh, that's give the me, problem I have. Put with put it, money is. in this account, and it, and it comes to me every month. Yep. But I can't tell where it's coming from. I don't right. know who. who Not that I'm afraid of looking like an ass. I do that regularly, but. <laughs> If you know, I'd like to be able to genuinely uh, have a conversation and thank the people that uh, that support my work. And if you can't do that, then yeah. Speaking of, oh, that's one I'll mention as well. A, a project that kicked off today. Actually, I was listening to our buddies over at the Art of Craftsmanship talk about their uh, recent Smithy build. They built a little. Um, area back behind um behind the house there where they've got their um they've got their all their blacksmithing stuff and uh yeah they were talking about getting a sign made or wouldn't it be cool to have a sign and so i reached out and i said hey i just might happen to know somebody that could oh, make you that would a be cool sign. so yeah that would be cool. yeah we're gonna collaborate up a little bit and they had another guy that was uh kind of Messing around with a few different ideas, but I've been, I have been putting the CNC through its paces lately, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna play around with that. Right, on, should be fun. Right well, hey, listen, be Ben, fun. It's, yeah, we're an hour twenty-two in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna always call it. a pleasure, and I'm gonna I'm always ramble. Shove a wooden stake through the heart of the <laughs> vampire that is the work for it podcast for this episode episode number 51 if you can next one's that. a big one man we should talk big about one. 52 ideas 52 that's a big celebrate. one big one yeah, yeah we've been doing this almost for a year now and it's Crazy. absolutely been awesome uh weekly uploads pretty much every week i think we've only missed like one or two weeks uh in the entire process and we want to thank you for supporting our our mission yeah. here at the work for it podcast which is However you're doing it, it doesn't have to be financial. If you follow us on Instagram at workforit.podcast, you can uh, obviously download and listen to the podcast on any major podcast platform. You can like, share, and subscribe uh, to our feeds. Um, And then also in the very near future, I know I've been teasing this, but we've been working on doing the live show. And that is going to happen. I've been tr- I've been stuck in the software kind of realm of like which way to go. I think we're probably going to end up doing restream like like the uh, guys yeah. over at Knife Talk. Uh, but I yeah. am sort of experimenting with Riverside. So Riverside is another okay. one I really like. 
Uh, it seems like they have very similar features, but there's that's some what key I differences. saw too. Yeah. yeah, key differences. So that will be happening very soon, and then that way we can include you as our audience in and get us get involved with the show on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, we appreciate every single one oh, of you man. guys, and we know we're out. Th- you're out there working for it, so that's awesome. Keep working, Ben. Adios, amigo. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you as well. Another good show. A lot of fun. We went deep on a few things today, but that's that's always fun. I like that's the way I like it. I'd be very curious to see how long the show would last if we just let it last as long as. You know, like if, if we oh, didn't, I mean, if I didn't like, stop, if I didn't put like a hard uh, stop on it, I think you, we could I, probably have a twenty-four hour hours. Show. <laughs> oh, hours! It, 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 that go. might be that might be kind of interesting. How about this? Let's let me throw it'd this like concept that, out uh, there. It'd be like that clubhouse that I popped into. Remember when we were talking to pickle cutters? <laughs> and like, I just keep taking fucking Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, how about this? It, did you see the the um, Alex Steele live video? I don't know if you saw this, but he like made bottle openers for for hours. Oh, I don't even know how many hours I it was, saw, but it was live. I saw the thumbnail of the video, but I never watched it. He's like, "Stop ordering" or something was the title. Yeah, I remember. I popped yeah. in and watched a bit of okay, it because yeah. it was it was entertaining. Because hit the concept was is he's making bottle openers for as long yeah. as people would buy them, and oh, every Jesus. single one he sold. It would well, like so he would double. Popular. Well, he would double the price, so or double or triple the price. I can't remember what oh, it was. No so shit. like these bottle openers got up to like five hundred bucks a piece, and people were Fuck still that. buying them. And he's just like, I'm making these things until, yeah, you know, we you all stop it's paying a good for scam. them. Oh, that's a great scam. <laughs> Fucking- he he brought in some money to fund his projects yeah. and the people watching. I mean, they loved it. It was such a great yeah. thing. So what if? When we go live for our first live show, for it marathon. What if we did a marathon episode where we there scheduled like five hours, where we're just like whole where, day. Uh, it's like a whole day. We'll do it like on a Saturday afternoon or something, and yep. we'll we'll do uh and we'll have we'll test I these features guests. out. We'll call yeah. people and we'll call people. Yep. We'll call Fader. We'll bug him on the phone. Yep. We'll call Craig and we'll just bug everybody and we'll just like yeah. get people involved. So I that love people that. can. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think that'd well, be kind of fun. Like my, uh, like my nana used to say, you can't drink all day, Brian, unless you start in the morning. So <laughs> we'll have a full day. <laughs> we could pull a Jerry Lewis and do a telethon. I think <laughs> that's what go. we need to do. <laughs> right. And have we'll and come have up with like our all own, these craziness. We'll make our own commercials and infomercials. We'll have one for the revolution and <laughs> like live product <laughs> demonstrations. And, Hey, I'm open to it. I think that would be great because then that way yeah, it would kind of give cool. people a feel for what we're yeah. doing. And not That'd everybody's going to be able to uh, you know, come in at a specific time. But if no, we go for but... five hours, I mean, we're yeah. going to be able to get people involved and get them on 100%. and talking and stuff. So, And if right. nothing else, the two of us could just talk the whole time. 
I, we literally could talk for five hours between us. I don't think it would be a problem yeah. for, for sure. So let's coordinate oh, that. So if you guys are yes. into that, let us know. Shoot us a DM at workfor.podcast or on our personal Instagrams. You know where those are. Uh, and yeah, uh, again, guys, we appreciate you. Have an awesome, awesome Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And every single time, every single time you're in your workshop or you're doing anything at all, remember that you must work, work for, for it. it. All right, Ben Jammin. We'll catch All up right, with you, buddy. All right. We'll Adios. see you. Adios. Later. Adios. Say goodbye. 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 What are you Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.